YouTube Dismantle. Right, episode number six. Here we are. I can't believe it. Seven. Six, isn't it? Uh, Phantom Super Bowl. It is six. Six. That's all right. Hey, hey, hey. we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but don't be in episode seven. Hey, you're excited. It's a a, YouTube Dismantle Awakens. This might be. uh, (laughs) This might be. You know, there might be. This might be a two parter. So it might be. There's a lot to say about this one. Yeah, we're, we're doing the Joshua Tree tonight. As you can imagine, which of course is a seminal, a seminal U2 album. Seminal. Yes, right. because it's the moment of conception. <laughs> All right, probably not quite. Cause the band's had about four albums before this, but you know, this yeah. is the one that this... is. If you have one U2 album in your uh, collection, this is the one you probably have. If you're this like me, one. if you're like me, this is the album that got you into U2. Yeah, like, this, is, this is the album yeah. that turned me on to like, what is this, this beautiful, yeah. passionate, this is unbelievable. This, is this music? They don't make music like this, right? Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> this is the one that like kind of always existed in U two heaven. And, yeah, uh, they brought it down in nineteen eighty seven. That's the you know, that's the thing I remember too most about this is um, I was aware of this album, aware of the songs well before I even like really like them. Not that I really. Heard yeah, it reminds me of that scene in White Men Can't Jump. If you ever see that movie where they talk about listening to Jimi Hendrix versus hearing him, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that's what I feel like it with this album as well. Was, I can, I, I know what you're saying. That's um, that's kind of these songs were always there, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually kind of still feel that same way. Like if I hear. Streets are still haven't found on what I'm looking for with or without you on the radio. It's it's cool. I'm not going to change the channel. Uh, definitely not going to change the channel. But um, it's a completely different experience when I actually sit down to listen to the Joshua Tree. Like those songs still grab me. Oh, that, absolutely. That sequence. Um, like even though you hear them all the time, when you hear them on the Joshua Tree as like a whole, it's it's like uh, the sum is greater than the the part. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's always a great experience to just sit down for an hour and just really listen to the Joshua Tree. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's before we get into all that. Um, we have a couple of, uh, I guess, tidbits going on here this week. So I guess the big thing is that the Edge's father passed away recently. Um, I forget his, what was his name? Garvin. Uh, Garvin Evans. Garvin Evans. Yeah. So yeah. interesting in the middle of uh, the studio album. I wonder how that could affect the album. I don't mean as far as time, but I mean just the content. Will this be an album that kind of... Yeah, changes like dismantle. Yeah, like uh, kind of changes the focus, and that there's yeah. a lot more of that kind of. Well, that happened um, during the Elevation tour, I think. Yeah, and then they had a few years, so maybe the next album will be, you know, because Larry Larry's father passed too, only yeah. a couple months ago too, so it might have. I just said uh, mo- there's going to be some emotional impact. In other news, Bono is featured um, in a pretty interesting documentary mm. about his friendship with uh, Eugene Peterson, the uh, pastor who wrote the uh, pretty popular uh, Bible translation, The Message. The Message, little backstory on that, Eugene Peterson was a pastor of a, you know, like a startup church uh, pretty close to me in Bel Air, Maryland, and he wrote 
uh, translation that was supposed to be the most accessible English language translation yet. And uh, it is, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty uh, nice reading. Like, you don't, you get the message. <laughs> I guess that's why they call it that. Um, Makes sense. Without having to uh, do a lot of dismantling of right. the uh, of the text, I guess. Um, so tell me about the documentary a little bit. The What's, documentary the... gives the story about how on the, uh, I think it's the Elevation Tour, um, Bono reached out to him to sort of express thanks for um, for writing like that. Uh, I don't I don't want to make it sound simplistic because it still it still has an elegance, right? Uh, to the uh, to the writing. So so Bono wrote uh, reached out to him to um, say thank you and actually invited him to come hang out. And it's pretty funny because Eugene P- Peterson is kind of he's an older pastor slash theologian. Right, right. He has no idea who Bono is, and he turns him down. He's too busy at the time. <laughs> it's going, like, hey, Cameron, uh, and I, Cameron and I have fantasies about hanging out with Bono. And this who's it? Like, no, nah, I'm too busy. Who's this Bono guy? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, who is this guy? <laughs> that guy married to Cher. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but um, it's, the, the film tells the story that uh, because of that, you know, because of that uh, occurrence, he starts uh, investigating U2's music and, okay. and really comes to like U2. And this is their actual meeting. They uh, do a little film about the time when they meet up to discuss uh, the Psalms. That's what it's actually called, the Psalms. Okay. And talk about Christian art. Uh, it's cool. Um, we'll post it on the, uh, on the website and the Facebook it's only a twenty or so minutes, so it's it's a it's an interesting little documentary if you're so interested. So uh, obviously, you would recommend it. Oh yeah, it's a fun little. Do you get any insight into Bono and uh, his kind of how he's thinking when he writes songs or about that, or is it really just oh, about you, focusing well, on the Psalms itself? Well, I think it'll shed a lot of light on on, on how all all these biblical references get into his writing. I, I Bono's uh, kind of persona lately. He's he's almost like a C.S. Lewis now, or something like that. He's, okay. he's kind of taken it upon himself, or the world has thrust it upon him to be sort of the spokesman for uh, thinking Christians. I guess um, I have thoughts on that. I, I think that that's a mixed bag, but sure, um, sure. you know, it is interesting, and it is interesting to see what he thinks about that. So. Um, I don't want to give to a whole lot away. Right, it's right. Only, it's only twenty minutes long, so yeah. let's maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do an episode on that or a combination type episode on. Yeah, it could definitely be something to dismantle at some point here. Yeah, yeah. Various YouTube videos available. YouTube, YouTube. Maybe that. Ooh, okay, I'll be an off camera. Or all right. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, and I think it'll definitely give you some food for thought. And then you can go back and check out the uh, the at U two biblical references mm-hmm. site, drawing their fish in the sand, yeah. and uh, see what you think about all that after you watch that video. And very good, very good. Okay, so yeah, I think we got that kind of covered here. But let's get into the Joshua tree. The Joshua tree. Wow. Uh, what do the, you even say about the Joshua uh, tree? First, we can say that it was released on March 9th, 1987. <laughs> the nuts and bolts. We'll start there. The nuts and bolts. Uh, first YouTube album to top the Billboard 200, um, spending nine consecutive weeks at number one. So that's a pretty good run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get even before that. A lot of it's inspired by the uh, the death of Bono's roadie. Okay. Greg Carroll. The album is dedicated to him. A lot of it's inspired by Very good. their experience on the... 
Conspiracy of Hope tour. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is inspired by Bono's trip to Africa and working with um, some groups there, doing some good work in uh, in Africa. And certainly not least, the album is inspired by the, I don't know what you want to call it, the American dream, the American landscape. I don't, it, it has, I think we talked about this on the Unforgettable Fire uh, episode, but the album is, is about America. Yeah, I think we should get into that to the rest of the world. I think we should get into that. We'll get into that a little bit here. I have some interesting thoughts on that on my own. This is just more my own analytical thoughts, but uh, we'll talk about that as we go along. Um, so, with or without you, number three, or, or three weeks at number one, you'd be surprised wow. to know that streets uh, where streets have no name never went above number thirteen on the charts, which I thought was interesting because I would dare say that if you go to I a no, yeah, you know, I, I I think the desire is their biggest chart topper per se, which is weird. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you, you can't go to you if you go to a U two concert and you don't hear where the streets have no name, you have yeah, yeah, you it's like empty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't found what I'm looking for two weeks, number one. In God's Country actually was 44 for uh, some time on the Hot 100. I, 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 had, what are this, where are you looking at the singles? Like yeah. half the album was released as a single. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was surprised was to see great. One Tree Hill also was number one in Australia and New Zealand, so I thought that was kind uh-huh. of interesting. Yeah, Red Hill Mining Town was supposed to be a single. Mm. Um, like the half the album, I'll, like you said. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's, yeah, that's an entire half the album. What, um, 11 songs, right? So, you know, obviously there's uh, been a lot of, um, I want to say mythology, I guess is the best word to use, about this album. And it's a, a, the journey through America. Bono said this in an interview, America is the promised land for a lot of Irish people. And I'm one of one in a long line of Irish men who made the trip. So, oh, that's a nice quote. Yeah, I thought it was too. He called this, uh, the band actually calls this record a very cinematic record where every song would conjure up a physical location. I can see that. Have you seen the movie Paris, Texas? Um, no, I haven't. That was also an influence. They they cite that as an influence. It's about okay. a guy that's found wandering in the uh, Arizona desert, and he actually gets found by a doctor, and the doctor gets in touch with the guy's brother, and they reconcile. No, it might be... Obviously, it must be Texas. Never mind. They're right. pretty stupid. Now, I've heard <laughs> of the movie Paris, so. Texas. Yeah. Um, and they, <laughs> we, they we spend can. the time reconciling and... Um, I don't know, building the relationship back up, and that it watch it. It has a very Joshua Tree feel to mm-hmm. it. It's pretty heavy influence. There's actually a part where uh, they get lost, and the brother snaps at the other and says, "How'd you get us here?" He says, "I don't know. I, I took a I took a little street. It didn't have a name." Oh, wow. kind of, <laughs> uh, very good. Okay, Joshua Tree, the actual Joshua Tree, the classic Joshua Tree that is on the album cover, no longer there. Or at least it collapsed at some point here. Uh, what is in the early 2000s? And I think somebody even oh, tried to... I, I think a guy cut a limb off. Oh, I think it actually fell over first and then somebody went and cut the limb off. What kind of jerk does that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Seriously. Like, well, what kind of thing to do is that? Like, well, that's what... <laughs> the iconic... You two tree. Let's let's go cut it down. Like his, man, this was like some yeah. real jerk who like his girlfriend broke up with him for Bono or something, you know, because she was in love with Bono or something. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the album title, title, um, the photographer Anton, uh, what the heck's his last name now? Um, Corbine. Yeah, Corbine. He's he's uh, rumored, or the mythology says that he is responsible ultimately for the title of the album. He was the one who kind of recommended they go visit the Joshua Tree site. 
He was talking about the Mormons used to think that the, uh, the, the that area was the promised land, and that's why they named the trees the Joshua tree, because it was, looked like Joshua waving them to come to the promised land, the Mormons, as they moved west. Larry, uh, interestingly, notes that the reason the band looks kind of angry and sad on the cover is because it was really, really cold. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that before. I mean, Bono does have a shirt on. He's got to be freezing. That's on the inside. On the actual cover, he's got a jacket. That's right. Yeah, he is because yeah. he's facing the uh, the way. Yeah, I was that's in the the gatefold. I'd never heard that before about um, Anton suggesting that. Yeah, they pretty... they were doing a tour of ghost towns, and he was talking about like he had read or learned that this was uh, you know this is what the Mormons called it, the Joshua Tree, because they felt it was Joshua waving them to the Promised mm-hmm. Land. And you know, he just recommended that they go visit it. And when they were there, they decided to film, shoot some pictures, and that they eventually became the album cover. Yeah, and there's a lot of like if you look at all the singles and everything, you see um, them hanging out in ghost towns, yeah, railroad tracks. It's a really visually cool, all right. I don't know theme going on in the the Joshua Tree artwork. It's really cool, and yeah. um, and that's the other thing. In, Very iconic. I think that's really yeah. what brings them up. Also, know. in the Rattle and Hum documentary, kind of you know it bleeds into that too. Absolutely. Um, Let's get into the album a little bit, just to kind of overview the the music within the album. Now, I under- sure. I just want to throw something out here, and I'm looking for a commentary from from you, Andy, about this. I know that the the constant refrain, and it's definitely there, is that this is the journey through America. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think it is, but I think it's more of a journey through American music. Because if, I mean, and not all the songs, don't get me wrong, but a lot of the songs don't even, the lyrically aren't really about America, if that makes sense. Like, I, Yeah, I'm going to, because there isn't, quote unquote, an America. And I think that that's intentional, that America is made up of, of Irish and, right. and uh, all kinds of other folks, and that's what America yeah. yeah, so I think that that kind of tour throughout um, the album, I think, is reflective of Yeah, that. well, see, when you get into, when you think about, like, what what are we singing about in the different songs, like Streets, there's uh, the story that it's about, you know, as he was flying into Africa, that's where it came from, or the other story about, this is, there was a survey done that said you could tell what somebody's yeah. re- religion was in Ireland by the street that they lived on. Well, those songs... The yeah. lyrically are not necessarily about America, but the sound within the songs kind of encompasses that. I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of kind of bluesy jazz, bluegrass, a lot of soul, kind of Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash inspired. Uh, Johnny Cash, I can hear. It, yeah, um, kind of music with throughout this. So I think I, this, I think yeah, maybe a little more sut- subtly on yeah. the Joshua Tree, and then they got kind of a little carried away with that on Rattle and Hum. No, I just think it's interesting. I, I, I'm not saying that it's not the journey through america like they've kind of discussed before i just think there's a lot oh, again it's a musical journey yeah that that's yeah exactly <laughs> for those who don't know that's a famous line from larry and the rattle and home but it, it it's an experience it's an american yeah. experience oh, yeah. in a lot of ways i i think i think it's very hard to articulate what that experience of sure. listening to the josh i i i actually am curious like to me it's a very subjective album like right. I, I i have i think we talked about this with unforgettable fire like i certainly have a lot of positive memories of falling in love with you too and mm-hmm. um you know being young and and uh being full of wonder at music and the world and everything and i i wonder how other people experience the joshua tree yeah um and even like 
the band. I, I even the all of the different uh, people that worked on it to create that right. iconic imagery you talked about, and uh, just the sound. It's it's a it's a beautiful. Uh, I don't know. This one this one is is climactic. There's just something very uh, distinct about it. Like this, as much as Unforgettable Fire really has that U2 sound. There's something about this that just like if when you tell people what you you know listen to U2. Like, if you're going to give somebody an album and say, this is the first album I want you to listen to to determine whether you like U2 or not, you're uh, probably yeah. going to tell them, listen to the Joshua Tree. I, yeah, exactly. I've met a lot of people that say, well, I'm not really into U2, but I, I really like the Joshua Tree. It's right. Like, well, then you're into U2. I mean, that's what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> you just right. haven't listened to much else. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, this is what they sound like. This yeah. is U2. <laughs> this, is, this is what, this is the, again, Unforgettable Fire, I think, is very similar, similarly sonically, you know, sound-wise to this yeah. album in a lot of ways. But this is really like, it's like JV... I'm not saying the Unforgettable Fire is a JV album. That's not what I mean. But like, Mm-mm. it's the sounds there. The the manifestation's still not completed at this point. And then you get the Joshua Tree, and this is what the U2 distinction really comes in. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, they've been a band um, almost ten years at this point. Yeah. They're they're familiar familiar with each other. They um, have gone down the exploratory road with Eno and Lanois. Mm-hmm. And I think they finally arrived. They, at, they finally find what they're looking yeah. for. <laughs> Ironically. Ironically. Yeah. No, but it, <laughs> and again, I don't want to dismiss the prior work. There's just something about this album that really sets itself I think, apart. Yeah, I think when you get to this one, all of that stuff makes sense as the road to the Joshua yeah. Tree. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just didn't. I mean, this is kind of what brings them not just. Uh, appeal but like a very big mainstream appeal if that yeah. means anyway. and there's a lot of potential that you can hit can hear in boy in october mm-hmm. um and and this is what they're what this is the actualization of and, that and as far as i i know this is the album that just really put them on the map you know, it did is, you know i did i remember this being everywhere i mean i was in first grade when yeah. this was the big album but i do remember uh, my friend's older sister being huge into you two, and she had a poster. And mm-hmm. Little did I know that I'd be doing podcasts about them one day. You know that moment when that kind of tone enters during where the streets have no name. It's like you know, it just sucks you in. the The official way to listen to the Joshua Tree for you two dismantled fans is to play MLK simultaneously until about thirty seconds before the end, and hit play on where the streets have no name and let them sort of bleed together and become that uh realization that we keep talking about like this is uh it it sort of emerges from that fog at the end of mlk and it's it's a really cool way to listen to it it's almost like they're the same song yeah i found that is very interesting that no one i couldn't find any and you know our fans out there if you have any information i couldn't find anybody who even asked that question which I thought was interesting. I figured that I thought that would be something that some intrepid reporter who is a YouTube fan would have eventually asked, "Hey, when you listen to MLK, it really sounds like it bleeds right into where the streets have no name. Is that in? I is that intentional? If I ever get to meet the band, I'm going to ask them that question. That'll be my interview question for the YouTube Dismantle podcast official. Send them an in, send them an email. Yeah, that's right. Bono and Edge at YouTube.com. <laughs> Do they have a combined email? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
So, oh, that was one of the things about where the streets I had heard that uh, I think it was uh, Eno threw it away or wanted to delete it. He wanted to delete it, erase it. Now, is that just uh, because that seems like a really claims that that is that is uh, um, hokum. He claims that that has been exaggerated. He he says that he wanted to delete the track because they were all getting frustrated trying to work around this track. He wanted to delete the track and. Start over. He no. didn't want to throw it away. He just wanted to start over. Right. But they caught him uh, trying to delete it. And, okay. And, yeah. Um, I, weren't having it. Because the way it was kind of presented in the one story I was reading, it was essentially a... He was secretly doing it. He wasn't going to tell anybody. He was just going to be like, oops, uh, something happened <laughs> um, to the music. Uh, it's gone, oops. guys. Sorry, we have to start oops. over. Because apparently Streets was... Uh, they spent a significant amount of time working on that. I can hear that. I it emerges out of that dust, out of that uh, sonic cloud, mm-hmm. um, into off. that really iconic um, guitar part. Right. Yeah. And just... I, I think that that was the, the source of the trouble. They didn't know how to begin it. Hmm. And then somebody said, "Start where MLK ended." I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they <laughs> then Bono came along. Remember MLK? With that. <laughs> <laughs> The song we wrote over a vacuum cleaner. But you mentioned the um, you mentioned the story about the Irish uh, addresses. Yeah. You tell what. Now, how uh, is that true, or is that uh, just again one of those kind of? Because there seems to be. This is interesting. This song seems to have multiple kind of different stories about it. As to well, like, I th- think that that is an interesting way of thinking about of that song because it. Um, Certainly has become associated with um, like a kingdom come promised yep. land, and that kind of uh, way of thinking about it helps play into that idea that there'll eventually come a time where streets won't matter. Yeah, no, I, I can see that as far as like the story itself makes a lot of sense of where yeah. they were kind of because they said the name of the street that you live on would determine your religion, your your politics, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Is where, what the story says, and I could see that being a song that Bono would create, where the streets have no name, where you can't determine we're all the same, we don't have this strife, this kind of uh, falling apart, this conflict. But again, it points back to some other place that I think eventually the song evolves into, mm-hmm. and that's more of a reference to like uh, the heavenly thing. And I always forget that um, one of my favorite lyrics from the song is not actually the, re- the recorded version of yep. the song, that I'll show you a place... No sorrow, no shame. That's actually not. It's uh, right on the album. It's high on a desert plane. I'll so I'll show you a place high on a desert plane. Right. Yep. That changed later, and I I I, I don't know if Bono's intention with the song was that back then, mm-hmm. or if it was something that evolved. But I think I think this song particularly took on a life of its own after yeah uh, after it came out. Um, yeah, I had to agree with that, especially. Live has, versions and whatever. It's never missed a concert. Mm-hmm. There has not been a U2 show where Streets was not played. So Bono has said that if even if they're having a bad night, if they play this song, this just totally brings it around for them as a band and and the audience. Yeah, I this this song live. I even on on the re, the recorded version is is wonderful, but the 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 the, the live performance of this is is. It's what you uh, pay to see you two for. I mean, it's I, it's an incredible. It's it's one of the greatest concert experiences mm-hmm. you can have. I think. No, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, one of the things they've said about this album is they wanted each song to bring up a physical location, or some sort of scene. I just, you know, of course, 
when I hear this song, the first thing I see is like a sun rising, like almost at sunrise, maybe even sunset, but kind of that sun about to crescent or sun about to just come out of the sky. You know, the lights peeking through just barely, Mm -hmm. almost, or even twilight. I can get that sense. And that's what they do live. It's all red, and then the and then you know just kind of the drums come in. It's it goes to a heavenly. Yellow, uh, yeah, blinding yellow. It's awesome. It's gonna. This is gonna sound weird, but the song has a temperature to me. It almost feels warm. Doesn't. I mean, that sounds kind of strange because a song invoking a temperature, but it's a. Yeah, I like the Joshua Tree as a whole a lot more in the summertime than I do in the wintertime. Octung Baby is for wintertime. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's. It makes actually yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, but it has um, a warm feel to it. I don't know. If I, so you've obviously ex- experienced that as well. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Unforgettable fire is for fall. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I actually think no line is for spring. No line on the horizon is a springtime. Album. So yeah, and then uh, you know, kind of have this sense of wonder, and it's calling the listener in. So that kind of beginning part of the song with the the little chord and the guitar kind of slowly building in there, it almost it feels like you're moving towards something. You are. I mean, well, it starts with I want to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to hide, but you, you get that with that fade in with the uh, guitar and the you know the the music. It, it's almost like the guitar's in the distance and you're like moving towards it, and as it gets louder and louder, yeah. it's because you're getting yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part pretty... of part of this um, talking about where the streets have no name is that you want to listen to it. Yeah, let's. <laughs> then, then you get distracted. Yeah, all you want to do is listen to the Joshua Tree. Let's talk about the the lyrics are not really anything. Um, I was going to ask about that. Like, Bono what is not, here? Um, you know, he's not Shakespeare on this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty simple, but that's that's adds to that greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, uh, feel to it because I I think that this is their greatest song. I'm I'm not gonna dance around it. This is this is the ultimate U two song, um, and I will I will caveat that with live it's right you too so i'm not sure um on album it's everything it is possible for it to be but it is definitely i mean it's you, definitely, definitely grown definitely, yeah oh yeah it's uh changed and grown and it even, pulls you into the album mm-hmm. it's it's an ultimate uh album starter it's just perfect way to start a record yeah absolutely that's and that's the nice thing about whether what do you think this is like their best song or not it is probably the mm-hmm. best song to start an album and uh, yeah you're, that's what you're makes invested. it so great 45 minutes into this into this album i feel like you've already decided that you're gonna like it yeah it, and it's it's a song calling you in so they're calling the listener to share in in the experience that they're having yeah and i think that's what this is nice about because this doesn't just give you a visual feel to what's going on or even the lyrics itself but you feel like temperature you feel the warmth you feel all kinds of things that a lot of songs have trouble invoking mm-hmm. but this album in particular i think brings you into like like they said, physical locations, different it's things. Yeah. yeah, it's arresting. Like you hear that, and it's you're curious about it, and then it emerges mm. almost, or it's almost like entering some kind of dreamland. Like yeah, falling asleep. Anything in the lyrics that you want to point out in particular? Um, I really like, and when I go there, I go there with mm-hmm. you. Who's he talking simple, about? Simple, yeah, it's simple. Well, I think it's there's no way to the father except through mm-hmm. jesus his son i think that's who he's talking about. and when i go there i go there with you i think that's what he's talking about that certainly but, certainly in later iterations of the song yeah it's much more yeah and you know just like the lines like and i know it's very simple and when i go there i go with, there with you yeah. it's all i can do i mean 
what are we talking about here? It's like this is a person who understands that they are not a perfect person who mm-hmm. has a lot of problems, and there's one way to move in that direction, and that's, you know, he's looking up to God or mm-hmm. uh, however you want to see that, but there's there's only one way to get there, you know, in, in his mind, I think. Is that is that what you're getting here, or what what are we getting here? Uh, yeah, I absolutely. And there's a heartache, a heartache almost. I, yeah. The the city's a flood, and our love turns to rust. Ah, <laughs> that that building and burning down. I yeah. think he's he wants you to come with him on this experience. Yeah, it's this, very. This it's... Whatever we're building here, which we don't know, it's all we can do to be part of this. And, yeah. And, it's it's a, about a person who's definitely trying to build a better life for themselves spiritually. I think I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, the search. This was on. the first one to do it for me. Um, when I was younger, I was really confused as to this this song. I'll you know just to I don't know you know still haven't found what I'm looking. What kind of thing is that to say? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I the first I heard this song, I was pretty young, and a guy. Um, a member of my father's church played it for my dad, calling it a gospel, calling it a modern gospel mm-hmm. song. And I, I was young. I didn't know what that meant. And I thought that you two took gospel songs and made them rock songs. Okay. And, um, you know, at a very young age, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't really think much about them until Zeropa was out. But I, I do remember this being the first song that I knew was you 2 and hearing it and liking it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think but, this is a one that's a lot deeper than you know. It's difficult. It was difficult for me as a younger man to understand like what 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 are we dealing with here? You know. Um, now that I'm a little older, a little more experienced, I think I have a better grasp on it. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. this is um, burning desire. That's yeah. uh, I don't know. That it's it's a, a kind of restless song about all that you have to get through I, I i guess tying into where the streets have no name all the building and burning down i think he's looking for some sort of i don't know i don't i don't know if his goal is even satisfaction here in, yeah uh, it, i don't think he even wants that i think he wants to keep not finding what he's looking for yeah right. that, that's that that's what i think is like you know kind of a difficult thing to kind of to wrestle with because it seems like this is a person who's indulging themselves in some way and uh-huh. that they know that they, you know, they have this kind of strong belief. They know where to look for for satisfaction, but they almost seem like they're not. They don't want to look that direction. Sometimes yeah. I think the initial lines, "Only to be with you," yeah, echoed. I, I, that, I, that's why I find the song very complicated. <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's false steps. I, yeah. But I, I think. But everybody has those false steps. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I this is I relate very closely to this one bono and company definitely know the direction that your uh your hope is going to come from yeah there's never a doubt that they know the direction and um they make they explicitly say it at the end of this song Mm -hmm. but yet there's a lot of pain and a lot of uh a lot of stuff to live in in this world that you know even when you even when you believe, mm-hmm. you you kind of doubt. And yeah. I think that that's what's going on in this song, and for a lot of the record, I think that their message has always been not hypocrisy, but it's it's right. not it's not all you know, rosaries and and and, and right. everything like it's not. 
you still have to be true to your life. I mean, true to your um, artistic expression. I mean, sure. Um, and no, I, I really appreciate. It. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. What else? Up? I got anything else about this? I, you think, I don't know. I really appreciate this song. I, I, I'm glad that it. You know, I, I really feel this. This is one of the early ones to li- yeah. just really connect to. And I still, yeah, I mean, it's really. I think about that internal struggle. Um, yeah, I really appreciate the third verse. Um, you broke the bonds and you loose the chains. Yeah. Carry the cross and my shame, all my shame. You know I believe it. Uh, it's really powerful. That really gets me every time I yeah. listen to it. But I still haven't found what I'm but looking for. I still for. haven't found for what I'm looking for. Um, Is it that he hasn't found what he's looking for, or he's just not looking for what he's found? I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> know. It Who's be... found what they're looking for? Aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we supposed to be always looking to? Uh... True. Yeah. No. You're. There always should be a strive to be to be better to improve. Yeah. To, uh, that's that's why that's why I always look at things if um. I this is not that I'd ever want to do it, but one reason I will never be president or even want to be in that realm, and I know this sounds crazy because we're talking, but we're in election season, is because yeah. the man I am now is not the same man I was twenty years ago. You know, you go back to the you, when you were sixteen, you did X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I was a stupid kid, but I've improved and gotten better since then. You know, as I age, I've uh, evolved and developed. I've become you know, in some ways a, a better person in a, in a lot of ways and some ways more compassion, maybe some ways not, but, um, you know, I've tried to be more loving and caring of people and that kind of thing mm-hmm. as, as time I, is going by. I, I, I think we're all supposed to be on that spiritual journey. Yeah. You know, improvement. And, it, and not, I, I don't I, think you're supposed to find what you're looking for. Yeah. On, and know, maybe that's what it's really about. Yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're supposed to find it. Yeah. At the end, this isn't the life where you're going to find everything that you're looking for. I, I really like that kind of aspect of it. Man, it's taking forever for this one. We're gonna, <laughs> with or with, let's move on to with, with or, or without, without you. you. Good yeah. night, nurse. Huh. Well, I don't know. What do you say about this? I, this one also does not do a whole lot for me uh, out of context. But, yeah. oh my gosh, live, lately live with uh, the extended OOO part. I'm actually going to get that in my headphones right now. Mm-hmm. I it's just an incredible song. Is this is this their biggest uh, hit? Maybe um, everybody knows this song, right? Yeah, I think six thinks so. It's a it's definitely up there. Um, I mean, it's up to this. It's just one great song after another. Right. Just, yeah, th- those first three songs. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, like what kind these of start the, is this? <laughs> these are the radio classics. Yeah. These these three of the songs that are you still hear from, them today? Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, the number one hits of the seventies, eighties, and nineties. This is uh, either this one uh, or yeah. Found or Street Seven Day. This one is with or without you. Uh, three weeks at number one uh, on the Billboard, which it's longer than. I still haven't found what you're looking for or what I'm looking for in uh, the other songs on the album. So yeah, this mm-hmm. is, uh, this is for a big this, one from the album. Yeah. yeah, I mean, three weeks as a single as number one is uh, pretty impressive. You know, it's almost a full month. month yeah, I, I figured that this was the big song. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that this was the big song that they had. Yeah, I know it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's just that on the album too. It's you know the first kind of that little high pitch wine thing. I don't yeah. know what it, that is. That's uh, Wow, but it draws you in again. You're going, yeah. and you're going from where your streets have no name to. I still haven't found what I'm looking forward to, with or without you. Which, uh, wow, yeah. I mean, I I love the O O O part. It just it always gets me. 
they could have ended the album right here and we would have been like oh what what just happened like <laughs> yeah. th- three songs most beautiful thing ever <laughs> yeah did you did you you saw 360 right yeah yeah this was my favorite of 360 um i don't know that that when they when they did the one more time uh and i the lights went up and there was no uh nothing fancy going on lighting wise it was just um is that when they did the cell phones no okay. for for with or without you at the end i'm trying to remember it's been um the the house lights went on there was no okay going on with the claw um it was just ninety thousand people singing oh 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 yeah you watched that joshua tree making the joshua tree yeah it's been, yeah i've seen that before yeah i think i actually watched that at your house actually we, we, back I think in, back we, in the day, my, that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know what? I kind of remember that now. Yeah, that you mentioned it. I, Edge talks about it could have gone into this crazy solo, but they decided to cut cut it at the end. But um, I think for 360, I think they went into the crazy the crazy solo. I think that's what it could have been. But one of my favorite parts of With or Without You is at yeah. the very end. Okay, which part's that? Um. Larry, like in the fade out, Larry yeah. comes in with an additional, I don't know, you're the drummer, <laughs> but it, it's an additional something, cymbal crash, like just before it's it, just before it ends, you hear Larry come out with mm-hmm. uh, this additional little beat, and it just mm-hmm. gives it just a really cool feeling. The uh, the the part I always remember about I always remember the video in this because the like Bono with the slick back hair and yeah <laughs> oh it's cheesy it looks like he should be in the rain or something is he in the rain if I, I can't remember I, now. yeah it's... <laughs> tell me what your thoughts on the song are you know what this is the only one I have not wrote, <laughs> written any notes down and I feel like I I I, I, I don't know there's a lot to say about it though I, like, yeah compared... this, it's pretty simple lyrics yeah I mean see the stone set stone set in your eyes I, I think he's playing on that cliche women you can't live with them you can't live without them oh wow and, and, <laughs> I, I, thought I, don't it, know. I thought it was a little less sexist than that but <laughs> well um, what I, else I, i'm kidding but it, uh, yeah it's a very uh wow yeah i mean that's what it seems like it's like oh you know i have this relationship it's uh you know sometimes it's hard sometimes it's not yeah it's, it's, i mean uh, i don't think that it's shakespeare or anything yeah I can't live or with or without you. Yeah, um, we we like all feel ma- that way. <laughs> I like the magician imagery, mm. the sleight of hand, yeah, twist of fate, yeah. and um, you know the chorus, and you give yourself away, like you reveal your tricks. Mm. Almost. Oh, that is a that's a very good. Uh, yeah, my hands are tied, my body bruised. Yeah, a lot of magic now, going on, which you wouldn't just you wouldn't uh, necessarily. I think it's yeah. I think it's just very simple. Some guy yeah, exactly. who's that's why it's had a struggle. wide appeal. Like yeah. this is this is a pretty far reaching. It's song. it's not your traditional love song, you know, so yeah. to speak. But it's, it's a tormented a, love song. Yeah. but it, it's you don't have to make things so complicated. Yeah, it's not all, they're not always deep all the time. Uh oh, bullet the blue sky. Bullet the blue sky. Oh, wow. Yeah, bullet the blue sky. A, well, so. I love this song. All right, all right. Tell me what you love about it. I recently was playing along to the Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. and I looked up the chords. You know, I had the chords open for all the sure. songs, and th- this is just uh, it's just one chord. I mean, it's you, I I couldn't really play this on guitar. It's it's more about the bass line and uh, edges. Uh, uh, what do you say about edges guitar here? I, it, it this is um, 
Bono famously asks him to put the sound of the what's going on in El, Sav- El Salvador. Right, right, yep. On his guitar, and this is what the Edge came up with. And I don't know. I'm 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 straining for words here. It's uh, my favorite line. It's uh, dark is, song. One of my favorite lines. Jacob wrestled the angel, and the angel was overcome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very it's a dark song. Yeah. Um, you plant a demon seed. <laughs> inspired by the um, conspiratorial work that the American CIA is doing right. in. Um, in South America, yeah, Nicaragua, uh, over, then, overthrowing yeah. uh, governments to install more American-friendly mm-hmm. uh, people yeah. in power, and you know that's a that's say what you want about that, but there are lives being lost. Sure, yes, yeah. political maneuverings, and th- that's what's going on with Bullet the Blue Sky. Um, that's what they're trying to draw attention to, um, and I think that that you can see that you plant a demon seed, you yeah. raise a flower of fire. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of demonic imagery there in that angel verse that Cameron just mentioned. Yeah. You you see uh fire imagery is is speaking to the uh devastating effect that war is having right. um, on people who are really have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the political machinations that Right. It, it's kind of. I also find the end kind of interesting because I. Um, it almost goes back to that refugee thing where you got that woman and children running into the arms of America. Yeah, she's a refugee. <laughs> Man, that's that's great. That's that that's you know further evidence to all these albums sort of flowing into each other, and and, yeah. and I think Bullet the Blue Sky. If it was on any other U two album, I think it would be on War or. Um, now, or how to dismantle, which is also kind of a. Now, the one thing you know, I kind of uh, wanted to throw out there for you, Andy, and I think you'd be uh, very good to answer this this aspect of it. But um, there's a lot of like imagery here, and it kind of reminds you of the kind of things that you would read in the Book of Revelations. Oh yeah, yeah, like locust wind, the sky and, ripped open, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rain coming through a gaping wound. Even like the from the fire fire, the red orange glow, oh. the face of fear running scared in the valley below. Very it like the, you know, the firefighter is clearly not a firefly. It's a, probably a jet fighter with an afterburner, with a or little red in, orange glow. Or yeah, yeah. Or even in the Old Testament passages, yeah, of of uh, you know Joshua coming into uh, Cana. Yeah, well, locust wind. You know, mm-hmm. that's very comes a rattling home, which is where we get the next yeah. album title. <laughs> um. Also fun live, also a, mm-hmm. also also a staple of their live shows. Yeah, um, but like it's very there's a lot of descriptiveness in this, and I feel like there's a bit of trying yeah. to channel. It's a it's apocalyptic. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Suit and tie comes up to me, his face red like a rose on. A, I mean, it's very kind of. It's not just you know he's describing something like all the colors of a royal flush, and he's peeling off those dollar bills, slapping her down one hundred, two hundred. You know, there's very much that. Um, descriptive, uh, not quite sure what we're seeing, but I'm going to give you the best description I can feel to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I think that last part addresses the wheelings and dealings of, of politicians who yeah. have, you know, little concern for the devastation they're creating right. with with their closed door uh, meetings and everything. So, I mean, it's definitely an anti-war take. I, I, I think they're definitely. Uh, on the 
on the side of the oppressed with this one. So. Right. I was like that. In the Howlin' Wind comes the stinging rain. Yeah. That sounds like I, a title I, of a western or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you think Howlin' Wind, stinging rain, that's very, you know, American West sounding. I could I could feel like the the imagery. I know this is supposed to be about like another thing, but the imagery is like if you were sitting in the desert. This is. I feel like this is the kind of things that you would see as well. All right, anything else on that one, or you yeah, want to move on? move on? All right, running to stand still. Heroin. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's a bad pretty... part, too, huh? Yeah, R- really. I think it, yeah, no, I think it is bad part, too. Well, no, absolutely, that, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, this has been clearly described as that this this is what this song is about. There's no, like, ambiguity, I think, uh, in a lot of ways, because whenever they talk about it, that's what they say. You know, this is, this is what this song is clearly about. They don't really make... There doesn't seem to be a lot of interpretation because the band clearly says this is what this is what we're talking about here. Yeah, uh, I remember that Seven Towers um, reference. I see Seven Towers, but yeah. I only see one way out. Um, I remember hearing something somewhere about the Seven Towers being an apartment complex where a lot of uh, hopeless people in Dublin lived, and seeing their only way out of this kind of life was through drugs and mm. beautiful song yeah it is beautiful um if you want to i guess you could uh get something else out of it but i would kind of warn against that kind of yeah no i don't think there's really you know too deep too much to go in here like you mm-hmm. know it's like sweet is the sin better bitter the taste in my mouth you know? mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna cry without weeping talk without speaking scream without raising your voice i know you took i took the poison from the poison stream then i floated out there the, I like the the storm blows up in her eyes. Mm-hmm. There's no. This is not the place where your hope is going to come from. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she will suffer the needle chill. What do you think of that title, "Running to Stand Still"? Like you're going to stay in the same place, those seven towers, the no way out. Yeah, that's, I mean that's just what immediately comes. I, yeah, I run, running is that a drug thing? If you're running, I I don't know. I mean, it, it might drug it might, runners. It, I don't. It, it sounds like. I mean, we could, it could also just be simply like, you know, you're taking these drugs to get you high, to get you moving, to get you going, you know, to get that, that kind of sense of being up, and but you're not going anywhere with things. Exactly. It's, you're not advancing yourself. It's, you know, where you got, I still haven't ca- found what I'm looking for, where you, know, mm-hmm. you at least have this person who's on kind of this journey, you know, going on, running the standstill. The person's not even, tr- like, changing or trying to change yeah. i guess it's hard you know drug addiction it's you know that it's, or standing still is in dead like you're yeah well that's to, yeah to dying yeah so she's yeah. running all these drugs putting all this stuff this poison in her body but she's not going anywhere and it's going to basically like you said make her stand still why or was it we talked about ambivalence bono's ambivalence towards mm-hmm. drugs this i this is not ambivalence anymore. right this no. is this is an anti drug statement yeah it's absolutely it's just don't do them or you're gonna you're going to i mean the, the last line basically says um she will suffer the needle chill she's running mm-hmm. to stand still i mean that could certainly be hey this is it she took this is like she took her last one and there's no more mm-hmm. and this yeah. this will come back in a moment of surrender mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't have much more to say about it i don't think no i like you said it's, it's very a, straight it's simple forward I, and I, I think that that I, I notice, and we've said that for most of the songs on uh, so far. I, I this is why it's probably the most accessible U two album. Is, is right. that 
you're going to give a lot, get a lot out of these songs just the way they're presented, mm-hmm. um, just the way that they're. I mean, I, they are up for interpretation, but they all are also about a lot of human experiences yeah. that a lot of people have. You, you really get to that bluesy that way, yeah. Bluesy sound oh, yeah, with this yeah, one, yeah. yeah. I can, I can hear that definitely. Yeah. Um, just... For the Zoo TV and subsequent performances, Edge had a really cool riff over that that kind of made get got a little peppier on the album it's pretty uh somber yeah um but in live performances are, are a little bit more uh you know a little bit more full band right yeah um, still it's got a very kind of simple beauty to it on the album mm-hmm. i think you know yeah, oh, yeah. and if you again if you Although we say it's kind of straightforward, if you're not really paying attention to what this song is about and the lyrics, the way the music is, it kind of conveys a different sense of what's going on here, you know? It's very sleepy. Yeah. 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 Like, you're, you're um, not thinking, like, you know, drugs and uh, poison and, you know, dying. Yeah. You're, you're just... And it's the, the end of side A. This yeah. is where uh, the first side of the record or the tape would end. And um, traditionally their album their their albums uh released on that format would would give you a little sort of in, sense of finality right right and then you flip it over and you're kind of starting again but it, it does it does feel like an ending song it's a sad song yeah no it's uh you know we, we kind of start on this uh we're we're getting in this journey in the beginning with uh where the streets have no name and we go through a couple of things and a couple introspective looks at ourselves and our lives yeah and, and it our gets relationship dark. it gets and then, dark around bull with the blue sky yeah and then things and, uh yeah then we're uh take a break here and we'll to be continued on side two <laughs> yeah but yeah there's definitely a kind of a form and theme to the uh, way they, uh, the songs are placed. But I mean, there's a lot of struggle in that first side. This is going to sound weird. And I know we've been, you know, we've been talking about that, um, that documentary where Bono was talking about the Psalms and whatnot. But do you think there's a lot of Bono um, as the songwriter trying to channel like David in this, in some of these, these lyrics and whatnot? I think he, I think he's coming into that. uh, Like he's coming into that form of, of writing. Very influenced by David. Yeah, I, no, I can see it a little you're bit. You're really here. starting to see it, yeah, yeah. for Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's a good place to stop, unless you want to add some I more think, things. I think we're going to make this episode Joshua Tree side A. Yeah, and we'll continue. It'll be interesting. Um, so, some of the kind of, in, in many ways, very meaty songs are on this side of the yeah. side two. Well, I I don't know. I'm well, a big it's... fan of Joshua Tree side two. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, oh, 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 oh side two. Uh, oh, gotcha. no, no, no. I, I think, think the real, the real meat is on the other side. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's okay. very meaty stuff on side two here. Um, to oh, be continued. Joshua Tree is going to be our first to be continued. That's uh, that's hey, that's all well right. Well deserving. Well deserving. Yeah, absolutely. You can't deal with Joshua Tree. Ah, uh, it's a big one. It's yeah. a big one. <laughs> Wait till we get to Lock Tongue Baby. That's oh wow. True. That might be a three-parter. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we want to end it there. We want to thank everybody for coming and Thanks listening. For to listening. Our... Until next time. Yeah, don't forget about our website. There won't be as long a wait for next time, promise. Yeah. Don't forget about the website, u2dismantled.com. Find us on Facebook, u2dismantled, or Twitter, at u2dismantled. We will talk to you next time. Enjoy your week, year, month, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening.